trending news right now. So, what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours? Let's unpack with uh, Lorato Sekeng, who is CEO of Decode Communications and uh, Social Commentator. How are you on this Wednesday, Lorato? I know it's a cold one. I'm very well, Sandra. Good morning to you and to the listeners. All right. Uh, good to know that you are well midway through the week. We're still talking Senzo Meiwa. We are obviously going to be talking about this. This is another topic like Palapala that we continue to unpack. But Advocate D, for, for the first uh, four accused, wants the police to come to court and clarify the status of the second docket. And there was also an interesting development about police officer who goes by the name of Furi, who wanted information about the accused, claiming he had been sent by the minister of police himself. Let's talk first about the clarification around the second doc, doc, uh, uh, docket uh, on that. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, you know, you know one, one of the things that was always going to be uh, a bone of contention was the issue of uh, the two dockets because uh, ordinarily or at least procedurally, the expectation is that they ought to be one docket that uh, is used, uh, you know, both in uh, the, the arresting of a person, the prosecution, and uh, ultimately, you know, if, if if they are able to get that person to to be incarcerated. But in, in this case, and, and again, uh, Advocate Defo and uh, Advocate uh, Zanil Mshololo, who's uh, the, the lawyer for the for accused number five, they have been doing uh, relatively well, or at least in, in, in my assessment, they've been doing relatively well in, able to, in being able to uh, paint the, the state uh, into, into the corner. And uh, even the issue around the the issue around the the, the, the the two dockets has really been at that talking point uh, and and they're able to hang on to uh, the the you know the one the lack of procedure about it but two which is the most important was that uh, they for instance even advocating Shololo did not even know about the mm. about the, the uh, Second the docket, mm. even even before, you know when 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 she got to court, and it's possible that she may have known about it, but she knew that she would only raise it then. And of course, uh, uh, advocate therefore has really uh, you know uh, made this song and dance about how the police uh, are inefficient, how the police uh, you know have showed a lot of ineptitude uh, precisely because of where they find themselves with the two dockets in particular. Why there are two dockets is what we fail to understand as well as just the general public to one murder case. I mean, Senzo Mayor was murdered once, not twice. Why was the initial docket not opened and then new information added to it? So, and, and, and again, you, you know, one of the things that... Uh, got a lot of us hot under the collar or at least because you know when you got to know about it uh you remember when, when the when the uh, docu-series went live uh, a few days before the, the the trial started you know there was that but of course a lot of us did not even expect that that would even be true to to you know to an extent and of course like anything that would happen in litigation uh, generally, particularly when when uh, th- there are these arguments in court, uh, cross examinations, uh, then you, you know they get to ask 
questions that get us to a point where you you, you get to observe that uh, the one it's either there is a cover up of some sort or uh, two uh, as things seemingly uh, were happening in, in or at least are happening in this case you have a you know one set of uh, people that, that that are alleged to be the perpetrators of the crime but then they are let go you know the seven adult occupants that that were in the house mm-hmm. or six plus uh Maggie Piri, who 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 cleaned uh, the, the 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 scene right the crime scene so so it, it was again curious to say so here you have South African police services who have two different uh, alleged uh, 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 perpetrators why is that the case mm. right because if and, and as you say uh, why was there no continuity why is it that they find themselves there and I guess uh, with time we are likely to find out a little bit more than we know now. Does AfriForum's intervention, I mean, at some point they came in here, does it have any bearing to this uh, two-docket issue? I mean, not in a negative way because they came in to assist, but could it be that uh, when they intervened and said this case needs to be dealt with with the utmost uh, seriousness, there was maybe panic, I don't know, and and on the side of the SAPS, and uh, they wanted to do as much as they can, and that's why we end up now with two dockets. No, it's, 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 it's absolutely possible. So if you remember, uh, you know, w- one of the cases that AfriForum intervened in, and one, they, you know, it, it was again one of those very educational uh, cases. Uh, the, the, the case of uh, Dudu Zanizuma, when uh, he, he was involved in an accident and, some, uh, and then there are, uh, somebody was killed, in, in, in that accident. Yes. And what the, one of the first things that they argued about was that, listen, we need to get to a point where if the NPA is not going to prosecute, we will then uh, apply for a pri- private uh, private prosecution. And uh, in that case, uh, you know, even the NPA in itself found or, or recognized that uh, sometimes if there is no movement on your part, particularly in, you know, being intentional, the likelihood is that uh, this private prosecution can uh, get you uh, uh, into a corner. And, and, and this was, you know, it may, be, it may have been that, again, this was a case where they knew that uh, if uh, a lobby group like an AfriForum were to apply for private pr- prosecution, uh, there were going to be a lot more gaps. Therefore, uh, doing something, and that something was, again, you, you know, just breaching their own regulations, their own standard operating procedures. Uh, and and uh, in Setswana, they say, you know, literally, mm. uh, you, you know. So let's talk the police officer then named Fori, who wants information about the accused, claiming that he's been sent by the police uh, police minister. Is this protocol? Uh, so, so, so uh, interesting, in, in fact, uh, a little bit of a digression. The other day I had made a, a comment and suggestion that, you know, wouldn't it be a, a cost-saving if the, the accused were not transported to court every day? Because if you think about it, you know, uh, they, they uh, live at a correctional facility mm-hmm. and every morning they need to be ferried to and fro. And you have these uh, policemen who are standing around with assault rifles 
uh, guarding them, right? So if there would be something that happens whether an attempt for an escape, you know, even civilians would be in in, in harm's way. And and, and I was making this example because uh, uh, then somebody pointed out that you must remember that the the other thing that is uh, a a critical element to winning cases, or at least a part of winning cases, uh, is the intimidation part, right? Where, you know, when when, uh, somebody accuses you uh, and they make claims about you, whether true or false, you need to be in court and be, you know, be able to look uh, them in the eye, uh, whether it's a staring contest or whatever the case may be. Mm. But that is a tactic that, 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 that works. And I guess even in this case, again, with South African police services, uh, whether, uh, you know, and again, you know, the, 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 the advocate for the, for the state uh, had said that the, the policeman did not go as far as he acknowledged that indeed Fori did ask for the information, but he didn't go as far as asking for their address, uh, the addresses uh, and uh, a, a lot more, a lot more information. But again, it could be that because he could have been very discreet, right? Mm. He could have waited for a break where he knows that not everyone is there. And I was wondering if it's not one of those, uh, you know, scare tactics because now yeah. here you have people who are there and now they start fearing for their lives and then it becomes a completely different, it changes the mood uh, uh, as it were. And that's a, a, a valid point that you raised. And I think some of these points, we're not thinking them. And we need to just, you know, hear from uh, people like you, uh, different angles. Another different point that I haven't heard uh, much, uh, or a different angle that I haven't heard much on, is uh, there was a dreadlocked suspect allegedly identified by Kelly Kumalo's mom, uh, mother, by the name of Zanokutle Mbata. This is in 2014, eight years ago. Yes. What, what's happened to him and, and what recourse should he take then uh, from here? Can he even sue? Uh, so so Zanokutle was, uh, you know, a, a typical case of, uh, uh, you know, false identity. Uh, of course, uh, th- th- there were rumors at least in the beginning after he was released that he had wanted to sue the state. Uh, and, and we know, uh, you know, if you look at whether it's the Department of Health, uh, police services in particular, their, their litigation bill is so high where, they, you know, they, 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 lose a, they lose a number of cases. Uh, and, and, and again, it, it may just be a matter of, you know, while he was incarcerated or while he was in jail for those few days, uh, he, n- not much may have happened to him. But considering that it's it, you know it's a case of mistaken identity and and false identity, uh, he may be he may have been able to to milk it. But uh, we have, we have not had anything uh, you know in recent days. But and again, typically these cases take a lot longer, particularly civil litigation take a lot longer. It's possible that you know one the case is still continuing, but two uh, by the time it's adjudicated, we, you know we would have almost all forgotten mm. that Zanoguse, uh, you know, had been pursuing this case. And, and maybe the biggest news out of that would be the windfall that, the, that would be awarded to, to him uh, in terms of uh, the, the, the win. Okay, as we were touching on AfriForum in terms of that trial and uh, their intervention, they're also intervention, intervening on another, mem- uh, uh, on another matter. Members of AfriForum 
the group have now taken it upon themselves to protect the Zimbabwe border in Musina. They've also produced a documentary on border control there. What do you know about this? Hey, uh, you, you know, one of the one of the things that South Africans must worry about, uh, Asanda, is uh, when people are able to literally form paramilitary troops, right? Mm-hmm. And and I know it, it's for, for one, their own interest, uh, particularly safety, uh, because uh, some, of, some of these uh, farmers uh, or, or members of uh, AfriForum have farms that are within the vicinity or at least in proximity uh, of the uh, Zimbabwean border, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's to to a great extent it is understandable that somebody would go to these to these lands. But 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 the, the the biggest worry again is that you know if you if you just consider that uh, we are having a lot of strange things that are happening in in, in South Africa. You know, we've had a number of police police stations that have been battled into uh, arms caches, have been stolen. We've had a number of, uh, you know, at least, uh, uh, I think about two or so military bases uh, that have been attacked mm. uh, and arms cache uh, taken and, and all of that. So so the, 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 the biggest question is, uh, one, do they do these, uh, you know, groupings while they are doing something that is beneficial to themselves and their own communities? Are they using uh, regulated uh, arms, uh, right? Mm. Or do they think, do they believe that they have the right to bear arms and to the point where they can actually even uh, use uh, unregulated uh, arms that, 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 that they are using? Uh, in, in in this in, in in these cases, but of course, uh, you know when when, when there's a vacuum uh, and and you have a weak uh, you know a, a a weak law enforcement and even uh, South African National Defence Force that is not able to uh, to a great extent use both technology uh, and uh, human resources to guard the borders. You are likely to have uh, some of these groupings. Uh, that would have formed themselves and are able to even produce evidence because you know when you look at this this uh, mm. uh, uh, video ev- or, uh, vi- video that they've produced, it's literally evidence that uh, demonstrates to say, listen, uh, we can do better than uh, we can do better than uh, the, the the police services. We can do better than the border control uh, uh, force that, that is supposed to to come up. We can even do better than the South African National National Defence Force. While they benefit, uh, it is it is not it should not be the case. Just as we have uh, private security, where you know in our suburbs they always have camera uh, you know uh, camera feeds that unfortunately stops for them to access it. It's either they have to pay, or even in some instances they can't even access. Uh, the, 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 the footage. You you don't want a situation like that where private interest, uh, you know, hamper uh, uh, the, the the public interest in particular. And that is my biggest concern concern here. Yeah, and as you say, I mean, uh, the documentary is called uh, Open Borders. 
this documentary. It does um, illustrate, uh, you know, as much as it exposes the lack of border control on the part of South Africa, it also looks at the wave of crime as a ripple effect of this failure. So it, it, it does illustrate what you say there. Well, as far as my research tells me, because I must still watch it, I haven't seen it. Does it paint a picture then that our authorities on the South African side are neglecting to find solutions to this problem? Yes, no, 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 it, 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 it does. And, and uh, if you, you know, if, and, and again, if you just think about how uh, uh, somebody as uh, extreme as Trump uh, would then do, right, or at least uh, agitate, you know, say we need to build a very high wall between ourselves and Mexico mm. because, uh, you, you know, the immigration issue, we are struggling with the immigration issue. So the first thing that we need to do is to build a very high wall and we then don't have to worry about people uh, breaching this wall and and coming into our country, right? And and it's you know it's almost that kind of extremism because if you consider that uh, and, and and again you, you know with, without painting everyone with with the same brush, uh, how many shootings have we had Asanda where black people were shot by white people uh, who were claiming that those people or, or at least uh, in that incident. They were seeing a monkey. They were seeing some animal, you know, wild or or, or otherwise, mm. right? Uh, this could be, you know, well again in an attempt where you know you are going to have black uh, Africans crossing the Limpopo River or whichever part of the border into South Africa, and because they have, you know, the, 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 this group of people are bearing arms, uh, they may claim self-defense, and uh, you know, and, and so I'm saying. While the benefit is to their own safety and security, uh, th- 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 there, there are more things to worry about. And that is why they are not the right people, because they are not even trained in terms of de-escalating. They, their interest is self-interest, and therefore they will do uh, things that benefit them and not necessarily the interest uh, uh, of uh, safety and security. Mm. What about the SADC intervention that could be looked at as another way of collaboration to this? Does the documentary look at that and does it also look at Zimbabwe's government's role in, in all of this? Uh, what, one of the, the, the biggest things really that the, the, the docu was uh, at least highlighting was more their one organization, mm. uh, the, the, their preparedness and how extensive... Uh, they, they, they are able to they, they are able to to do their work right. Uh, little about uh, collaboration with uh, existing uh, law enforcement agencies. Uh, little uh, uh, connection with uh, you, you know that the, the problem can be only solved on the receiving end. It should also be be be, be solved uh, on, on 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 the other end. And that's why I'm saying, even you can see that the production was really just to promote the. If you want to be safe, we are your we, we are your person. I don't know if you remember Mapoho Atam Amatam Atama. Yes, I remember. You know, it, it's almost that that kind of a thing to say. The most important thing is that we are solving a real problem, and you are going to sleep in peace. And and, and that is why here the, the, the showcase has little to do, or at least there's not even an, an expectation of some sort of. We need to bring in the police. We need to bring in uh, our partners uh, over over, over uh, the north of Limpopo to ensure that uh, you know there is efficiency in, in, in how we in how we do this. They are like we are ready. 
we are able to protect ourselves. We, you know, we do it with some sort of military precision to an extent. So the next one, the next documentary, will look at uh, the SA border with Mozambique. Uh, do you expect any differences there in terms of what we'll see? Uh, I, I suspect, and, and I saw that there was a news report about uh, some vehicles that were that were off. Firstly, there was a, a shootout between the members of the South African National Defense Force uh, and uh, the would-be car hijackers or the people who were transporting cars from South Africa to, to Mozambique and, and I think there, there were fatalities there, right? Mm-hmm. And and in this case it's going to be very interesting because now you, you literally have this you know this issue that has been quite pervasive where you know a number of uh, SUVs, a number of uh, particularly the, the, the Toyota Hiluxes, the Ford Rangers uh, and I think Toyota Fortuners They've been reported to have been those that, uh, from time to time, cross over uh, or at least make their way make their way in, in, into in, into Mozambique illegally. So it's going to be interesting, uh, you know, what they are going to be able to showcase there uh, in terms of their ability to intercept those kinds of uh, you know uh, activities and. Uh, if they are going to, because you see, if the South African National Defence Force, like in this recent case, where they are, they are involved in that kind of exchange, the question is, when they are con- confronted, when Afroforum, this paramilitary group is confronted uh, with, that, with, with, with this instance, are they going to find a way of calling the first responders uh, in the South African National Defence Force or the South African Police Services, or they will always be the first, the first responders? Uh, so, so it will it will be interesting to observe. Okay, let's talk uh, football now. And uh, Safa Safa management is coming under fire after South Africa lost its Afcon qualifying game to Morocco two one was the score. <laughs> yay yay! Uh, we, were sour. we were definitely sour. Even the coach uh, uh, Hugo Bruce is just saying he's not impressed with this and and all of this what's happening. The level of the game he's saying he's not impressed with. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, and I guess, you know, one, one of the advantages of having somebody who is not a local uh, coaching us, this is not the first time. It, it, it may sound a little bit extreme, right? But this is not the first time that, uh, you know, we've had an international coach who has been to some extent uh, shared truths that if you are to ask ordinary South Africans, they will, you know, the sentiment will be in concurrence. Uh, mm. You know, a lot of us complain about the standard of football. In fact, even uh, before COVID, uh, the, the, had been, the, the numbers had been dwindling in terms of, you know, people who are going to watch, uh, to, 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 to watch football. And if you, you know, you ask uh, anyone around to say, why are you not watching football any longer? Or even the commentators themselves uh, on TV, they would attribute uh, it to, you know, the, 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 the lowering standard of football, the lowering passion uh, by, uh, uh, by, by players, particularly those who are either playing for the big teams like the Tiger Chiefs and, and, and uh, Orlando Pirates. Uh, and and, and, and the, the, the sentiment that he expressed after this, it's a pity that, uh, you know, he decided to make the statement after the loss, mm. right? Because... One, you say it's very opportunistic of him uh, to say this, because if the standard was low yesterday or before the loss, surely, or, or after the loss, surely it was not better before the loss. Yeah, he would have picked that up. You are the coach. 
ab, ab, absolutely right. Uh, but, 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 but secondly, which, which is uh, the, the, the most worrisome, is, uh, you know, when, when, when he took pot shots at Pito Musimane and the treatment that he gave to, to uh, Tessie Dow, right, uh, I think that it was, I believe that it was absolutely unnecessary uh, for him to take a swipe at uh, to take a swipe at, at Pizzo Musimane, uh, you, know, you know, attributing uh, the, the, the you know how Pesita's form dipped because of uh, because of uh, Pizzo Musimane having you know gotten Dao uh, to change teams, uh, you know, studying at a, at a different league uh, and, and, and and the likes. Mm. Uh, surely. One of the things that we should be able to do, and this was something that I was quite critical about when Tulane Serrero, you know, th- there was some sort of a sense of hero worshipping him. And, and it bothered me that uh, instead of looking at a crop of players, you then, as a national team, you almost then become uh, dependent on this one player, which if they don't deliver on yeah. the day, you then start looking for loopholes uh, instead of taking responsibility and say that, listen, I think that I uh, gave uh, the responsibility to this one player and he didn't deliver for me on that day. I should take responsibility and not uh, make it about him or even in this case about Peter Musiman. So since Peter Musimane is saying kudos there uh, to Al-Akhli, should he maybe not come in here? I mean, hey, jingles, but we need you. But also back in 2021, he was offered to coach Bafana Bafana on a six-year contract. Should he maybe consider what what would you say to him if you were his advisor? Uh, two things. The, 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 the first one is that uh, I think that you know uh, remember he, he had a stint as a coach of Bafana Bafana at some point, and the the first thing that we uh, you, you know with utmost uh, shock and horror was that he was ending uh, at peanuts compared to predecessors, right? Whether it was a, even a, a Joel Santana that uh, did not even speak English that well. He was not one of the best coaches. He didn't have the, the best of uh, a, a pedigree, right, in terms of even just, just, just his, his experience. Mm. So, so, so I would, you know, ask him to say, listen, you must really charge them an arm and a leg if they want to have you. But secondly, uh, the... the, the you know the condition would be if it's uh, if it's uh, the current Safa president who's in charge, don't take the job, right? Because uh, you know Danny Jordan has has not shown to be the kind of leader that uh, is taking uh, soccer soccer forward, right? So so you literally would be set up for failure uh, if 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 you if you're taking the job. So I would rather if indeed uh, it is true that you know uh, he's not only going to Qatar. To watch uh, the, the the World Cup, he's he's also going there to you know either to be uh, penning a deal that will pay him twice what Al Ahli was paying him uh, in Qatar. I'll say rather go for that because I of course want him to come and coach Bafana Bafana, right? Mm. Because he knows the style, he knows the players, but also the players believe in him as as a as a, as a manager, right? Uh, but I know that he will literally be uh, you know working against uh, people that are not really giving him much uh, to, to, to succeed. And, and it is not a good thing to be uh, put, you know, to, to, to or at least be set to fail. 
But jingles, can you think about it, please, there, Mr. Musimane? I think I agree with you absolutely. He might turn things around for us. Uh, Benny McCarthy, there were suggestions of him as well as coached by former Bafana Bafana coach Clive Barker also a year ago. What do you think of Benny? I, I, I think that, uh, you know, somebody like Benny, I, I think that we, he, he needs a little bit more a little bit more time uh, coaching, right? I think he has realized, you know, with, with the Amazulu coaching coaching team, that, that uh, it is easier to always, uh, you know, have your head up uh, have your your uh, management backing you. Have your players playing for you when you are on the up. But when you start losing games, when you start being inconsistent, uh, you know uh, management starts uh, losing confidence in you. Uh, your players start doubting you. Uh, fans start writing ugly things about you. And uh, he had not shown the best kind of temperament when the team uh, when Amazulu was not doing so well. So, so I think that you know he still needs to learn that lesson of uh, uh, losing a little bit more, so that by the time you know he gets to lose, he knows that he is the one who should be you know rallying the troops and, and not identifying because one of the the, the best one of the worst uh, traits that came out that bothered me when he was a coach of of Amazulu, especially when when his team was not doing well, was when he, he would single out a player, you, you know, during a post-match interview. And I said, you, you are creating unnecessary uh, animosity in the, in the team, right? Because now uh, uh, people have the sense of, is the coach going to blame me? You know, uh, is it, it's, of course, we all have to shoulder some collective responsibility, but to a great extent, if you are a defender and you make silly mistakes, you should shoulder uh, uh, individual uh, responsibility. But you don't want a coach who does that in public, right? Mm. There's, there's a time and, and, and place uh, for, you know, doing that, taking people to task and, and all of that. And I think there's that element that is missing that, you know, with experience, with time, Benny will gain. And maybe uh, in, in, in the next five years, he will definitely be our guy. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Okay. And your plans for the rest of the week? Is this Wednesday like a Friday for you, like some uh, South Africans, since tomorrow is a holiday and uh, the people, the clever ones, took Friday off? <laughs> Kish, uh, unfortunately, I said that, I, you know, I have a 10 o'clock meeting on Friday and I said, how about it? Not, not even a 12 o'clock. Why the sabotage? <laughs> You know, and and it's a physical meeting, and I said not even a virtual meeting. Nice. Uh, and, and and you know, and when when the people pay your your pay your your invoices, you you have to pitch. So so uh, I, I'm not as lucky, you know, to to have uh, an extended long weekend. But uh, it, it, it's surely going to be a good one. Uh, I'm worried about the cold. I'm worried about the people in the you know in Cape Town. I'm seeing the the, the rains. Yeah. Uh, the flooding and, and, and you know, with, with the temperatures also dipping uh, uh, quite drastically. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried about, uh, you know, my fellow compatriots and I'm really hoping that the disaster management teams, uh, you know, will be on call and, and be able to, to help those uh, who are not so fortunate. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time. Always great chatting to you. Until we speak again next week, have a great one. Good morning to you too and have a good one.
Loretto Sekeng is CEO of Decode Communications and social commentator discussing trending news on SFM Sound Awake. 33 minutes past four.